to another edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews. In this edition, we'll go over a few things. First off, some, some student shout-outs from some of the uh, students around where I teach. Secondly, uh, about sharing the road. I've seen a couple of uh, memes on a couple of social media platforms um, about sharing the road, also about... Um, professional cyclists now starting to endorse the idea of uh, using front and rear lights, uh, even in daytime rides, and a few other topics. I hope you'll stay tuned. There are thousands of other podcasts out there, and you chose this one. I appreciate it. Please share with your friends, and let's make this bigger. Be right back. Welcome back. I appreciate you being here. Anytime you have any uh, comments, uh, reactions to any of the podcasts that I do, please feel free to leave a comment. You can also email me at um, theexpert at gmail.com or bikefriendlyatl at gmail.com. Be glad to give you a shout out, possibly send you an updated uh, Bike Friendly ATL t-shirt. First and foremost on this um, edition, I'm going to jump right into the first meme that I've seen. And this could be a very short um, podcast, which I'll try to keep them that way anyway, so you can listen to them on your way somewhere. Uh, The first uh, meme was a, um, a couple of cyclists going down the road. Uh, they, <laughs> the funniest thing is this must be from Europe. Um, the first, uh, part of the meme has got two cyclists going down the road. They've got them measured width wise, uh, 1300 millimeters by 1600 millimeters, uh, long, uh, two people on a bike. That's probably about, you know, I don't know. I'd say four to five feet, maybe six feet wide by about six to eight feet long. And then it's got a car and the car is listed at 4,686 millimeters long by 2,016 millimeters wide. And there's two people on the bikes, one on each bike. And then there's two people in the front seat of a car. And the people in the car are saying they should ban two people sitting side by side hogging the road. And basically the meme, I'm going to move my phone while I string this tennis racket. The meme is basically, you know, saying that two people in a car are going down, you know, taking up the whole lane and they're taking up 2,016 millimeters wide on the road. And then these two cyclists are going down the road and they're taking up half the distance, which is 1,300 millimeters wide. And the two people in the car are, you know, complaining that those two people are hogging the road. Um, I, I, I understand and, and sympathize with both sides. Um, you know, the people in the car, all they're really doing is pushing a pedal to get, you know, powered, you know, at the speed, uh, which could be, you know, whatever, 25, 35, 45 miles an hour, whatever the speed limit is. Um, and the cyclists are not going to be able to go that fast. And so people are going to criticize cyclists for hogging the road because it could possibly slow you down. But in reality, and it could, but in reality, if you 
wait for the proper time to pass. And I know there are windy roads. I know there are places where it's less conducive for a cyclist to be, just as it is less conducive for a, a tractor or a slow-moving maintenance vehicle on any road in rural America or in America, period, uh, they're going to slow you down. And unfortunately, you should still obey the laws and pass that person, vehicle, whatever it is, in a safe manner. It is the job of the faster vehicle, especially if you want to look at it, that a vehicle, any vehicle that can kill somebody by doing it improperly, it is your job to get it done safe. Bottom line, end of story, you might not agree with that, but I'm sorry, you are wrong. Um, I have ridden my bicycle down uh, bike paths, you know, eight foot, nine foot wide bike paths, come up on people, um, Sometimes walking, and they're walking three or four abreast, you know, side by side, taking up more than that lane that I have a right to. I will say on your left and try to pass them in as safe a manner. Uh, and hopefully when I say on your left, that alerts them that I am going to try and pass on the left. But I am doing it in a safe manner to where just in case somebody mishears uh, what I say or takes it the wrong way and they move to the left, I need to be able to avoid a crash. Unfortunately, sometimes we driving cars are driving uh, faster than the speed limit to start with and the speed limits are posted for the amount of traffic that goes on and off that road and it allows cars that are on the road uh, to adapt to ever-changing situations. That's why the speed limit on a highway, a four-lane interstate, is higher than it is in a, uh, you know, a school zone, a city, uh, city road that has, even though it's four lanes, it has a lot of businesses where cars go on and off the road. Uh, you have to be able to adapt. It is your job to adapt. To now, do people drive improperly? Come out, you know, if you're going 45 miles an hour in a 45 zone, um, and somebody comes out, doesn't allow enough space for you to, uh, you know, continually drive at 45 miles an hour, and they come out from a, a business and they're go only going 20, and it slows you and everybody else behind you down. That's improper driving. You should have, that car coming on the road should have waited for a bigger opening where you can get up to speed. Um, but that's part of people driving properly. Uh, I have viewed it. My mother was a driver's ed teacher um, and people are driving crazy. Um, like they own the road. Driving is not a right, it is a privilege. And in my mind, if you don't do it right, you should be, after so many tickets, so many crashes, you shouldn't be able to drive. Uh, I know that's cold, that's hard, but until you do that, I watch and see people lose their lives daily, hourly, you know, every day. You see it, and we think that it's, oh, just an accident. 
that's wrong. So that means to a degree has some credence to it, but in reality, the car, and, and, and here we go again, the car is also emitting emissions, which is, you know, hurting global warming and all that stuff. So yes, cyclists do have a right to the road. Two abreast is fine. Uh, if you're driving a car, pass them in a safe manner. It is your responsibility as a driver uh, of a faster vehicle that can kill. Cyclists generally don't kill anybody. So that should put that mean to rest. I'm sorry automobile drivers can't see it that way. Uh, you know, it's just the way it is. So uh, I will let that one rest. I'll be back in just a minute with the second meme of the day. Welcome back. I'm going to go on to the next, I don't want to call it a meme. Um, it's not, it's a, um, an article, uh, I believe from Bicycling Magazine. I did post on the Bike Friendly ATL fan page uh, about it, um, where, you know, obviously you have professional cyclists all over the world um, that train in a lot of different areas of the world. Uh, some of them the domestic riders here in the States. Uh, they're, they're all, you know, uh, working on their, their um, you know, physical fitness and power and everything on the roads of America. Then you got the Grand Tour, which is over in, in Europe, um, uh, that, uh, you know, obviously practices up in the mountains of whatever, France, Italy, Spain, uh, all those places. And nowhere is really immune, that I know of, uh, immune to automobile traffic. And so, you know, for that reason, um, as far as I know, many years ago, a lot of your cycling professionals, when they would go to their respect, respective training camps, uh, which, you know, obviously would be somewhere like an Italy or a France or somewhere like that, a lot of your riders, I mean, I remember following uh, the Tour de France um, when Lance Armstrong was riding and how they, they all had houses over there in Europe in France or Italy or wherever, and they literally live there, you know, months, sometimes most of the year, because that's where most of your riding was. It's um, sponsored and everything over there, so makes sense. But um, nowhere is really immune. So what a lot of the professional teams started doing, which is very smart, is they started making their riders not post on social media so often so that, or, you know, in a regulated kind of an environment so that it did not draw traffic uh, spectators out to watch them train or find them for, you know, quick pictures uh, because that is dangerous. Um, you know, you, if you're a follower of the Tour de France at all, uh, you've seen the motorcyclists who video you know, from the front or the back or the middle of the peloton sometimes or the breakaway groups, you've seen them sometimes crash with those riders and uh, they get banned. Uh, does that mean it's it, 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 it makes everything okay? Uh, no. Uh, the driver, here we go again, 
like in the last segment, the driver is responsible for getting out of the way of slower vehicles and doing it in a safe manner. End of story. Uh, so from that standpoint, uh, I saw the article in Bicycling Magazine on cyclists or especially professional cyclists now are starting to recommend that all cyclists uh, use a front and rear uh, headlight and taillight. Um, and, you know, sometimes in, in daylight, you want them flashing because it's harder to see a, like the front of your bike, a white, a white light that's constant. Uh, it doesn't really draw attention. You want to draw attention as a cyclist so that people avoid you. Let them know you're there. Uh, the rear light is always red. Um, sometimes you can put a red light on the back of your helmet, which is a little higher, more kind of at... Uh, for some cyclists at the eye level of the driver, and that draws a little more attention than down there, like right up under the seat post, which is where your legs are. Um, you know, sometimes that's not so visible, but you want the red light flashing. Sometimes the irregular flashes are better. Um, just depends. But anyway, at nighttime, always you should be having lights on, um, front and rear. But it's amazing to me that in our state of... Um, I guess, mental awareness or mental uh, decisions that we make on an individual basis, it amazes me that anybody, anybody needs to be told day or night to ride with a headlight and a taillight on a bike when you are so vulnerable. And we don't have uh, too many laws protecting vulnerable users. We should. That is something that uh, I have friends of mine in, at like a bike law, uh, Georgia, uh, that are fighting for vulnerable user laws. Um, it just, it's got to happen. Uh, we are not going to battle um, our deaths on the road by car, by bike, by pedestrian at all, unless we start holding those that are creating the crashes, because uh, they're not accidents. We are not going to get it better until we hold them accountable and start taking away driver's license. Um, you don't want to do it correctly. Here we go again. You don't need to be driving. Simple as it can be. That's just the way it is. Um, so it, 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 I'm glad they're recommending it from the professional side that all cyclists, professional and below, should be using lights even in the daytime, front and rear. But if you had to think about that, you, you really don't think too much about your safety and your well-being. Uh, I have always traveled with a front and rear light. I now travel with a video camera front and rear. So I'm not going to tell you to come and hit me, but I'm going to have proof. And I hope that I get you banned from the road for the rest of your life. If I can do that, I will. So anyway, um, that is the, you know, if you want to call it the way our educators are teaching people to think, they're bringing you up to not think for yourselves they really want you just to fall in line with the system and, you know, we'll, we'll tell you when to do something. No, think for yourself. It's your safety. It's your well-being. Think for yourself. Don't make somebody else tell you something that to me is obvious, but that's just the way I think. I hope you agree with this. If not, uh, sure, put some comments down there. Maybe I'm a little coarse. Maybe I'm a little harsh, but I'm also very real in knowing what's out there on the roads. Uh, if people would drive the speed limit, I will guarantee you we would have less fatalities on our road all the way around. Cyclists, pedestrians, and in automobile crashes, we would have less fatalities. 
but that don't really hit home with anybody until it happens to you or somebody near to, and dear to you, then it really does resonate. Don't let it get that far. We'll be back with the last little segment. I appreciate you listening. Thanks for hanging in there. On to the last little bit of business, I guess. A little shout out. I had a talk with one of my classes the other day uh, and asked them about what they thought about men and women being equal paid in uh, professional tennis. And they were very, um, I guess, alert to, you know, what, not, not what to say and what not to say, but they, uh, several of them, and I'm going to give a shout out really quick to a, 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 a large number of them. It wasn't that many. There was Nicholas, there was Max, there was Easton, there was Sammy, uh, I think, and probably Justin, uh, in this class. And, uh, they, you know, without making a opinion, all of them pretty much agreed that without knowing enough about the topic, because they, they were, they are fairly young. Uh, some of them are, are up and coming good tennis players, but without knowing enough about the topic, it's hard to, uh, have a good opinion. You can have an opinion, uh, but it's a lot of time is just off of what you know, which is not much in this case. But uh, as I've watched some of the tournaments uh, on the Tennis Channel and stuff like that, so on and so forth, um, it kind of refers me back to why, you know, you see these professional athletes in football and baseball and basketball, and they're making just so much money, and I get it. I do. I understand the entourages they travel with. Some of them, from the time they're, you know, twelve years old, almost they're being groomed to go up there. You don't get there without putting in the work, having some talent, but putting in some serious work, uh, without regard to what everybody else feels. Because when you're in that middle school and high school, um you know, I guess venues, you would say, in, in the school systems and stuff, it is very easy for people to uh, call you names, not always bullying, but just, uh, you know, weird, uh, you're eccentric, things like that. But people that are exceptionally good at something have some of those traits in them. They are eccentric. They do things that you don't believe can happen until it happens. And then you, you know, the name callers and the naysayers and all that have to sit back and go, gosh, I remember that person when they were this and now look at them. Well, that's because they acted on a passion they had and surrounded themselves with people that um, believed in what they're doing. Some of them know enough to get them there. Some of them don't. And you always looking for different mentors, coaches, uh, teachers, things like that along the way. Um, and it's sometimes a little bit of fate and luck that put all those pieces in the right place to help you move up the ladder. Uh, and I don't necessarily have a problem with people making all that money because you're basically just recouping and getting paid for giving up portions of your life to be that good at what you do. And that could be anything. Could be doctors, lawyers, uh, you know, uh, professional athletes, uh, uh, professional entertainers, things like that. And, you know, 
if you don't agree with what they're getting paid and enough people believe that, then all of a sudden people don't go watch their movies. People don't go uh, watch them in, you know, in competitions or whatever. And that's how you, it's your right to do that. But unless enough people fall into that, uh, that person's still going to be a draw. So, you know, that being said, I, I respect all those students uh, saying that they, they thought this or that, but they didn't have enough knowledge of what's going on, enough information to make a good opinion. And I understand that. I appreciate it. They're very uh, honest and upfront. Um, you know, along the same lines, last but not least, uh, I, you know, growing up in high school and college and playing professional tennis, uh, and playing college basketball, um, I saw, uh, the one thing that I always go back to is if the first and foremost, the thing you have to watch is how many people are in the stands when, you know, two men, two women, a team, uh, whatever are playing, how many people are in the stands because that sells tickets. And like in that movie Moneyball, uh, you know, it sells tickets, it sells hot dogs, it sells memorabilia, jerseys, things like that, that are now a lot of it sold online and stuff, but it sells it. Without that person being in that public eye, uh, which has a double-edged sword, you know, for that person in that public eye, you have to watch, you know, what's around you at all times. You you give up a lot of freedoms, and that's what you paid for. And professional athletes that cry about, well, I just want to be a real person. Well, you should have thought about that about, you know, 10, 15 years ago. You, you don't have to be there. You chose to be there. So accept what's there. And if you don't like it, then back down and get off that high horse. I've seen actors, uh, you know, go through and all of a sudden decide they didn't want part of that Hollywood scene. And they moved to wherever, Montana, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. Musicians, same thing. So you have the choice to do that. Can you make that same amount of money? Well, that's a question to be to be answered to in time. But anyway, I appreciate all their their input and uh, hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Hope you uh, leave me some comments and uh, some thumbs up. Uh, you can always find us at Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands on Spotify, Apple, or iTunes, uh, and on Anchor. Uh, if you want to be a a guest, a guest on this podcast, please let me know. Send me a, send me a, a text or email or a comment, and uh, I'll be glad to work it out with you. We'll definitely make it happen. Y'all have a great day. Be safe out there. Use our roads. Um, obey the laws. Uh, I know that's against society right now, but do it. You ain't going to get that that much faster. Y'all have a great day, uh, and take care. Bye-bye.